And guess what? If you don't know who the guest is going to be on episode six, you don't know who's going to be the guest on episode seven. And if you don't know who's going to be on seven, you don't know who's going to be on eight. Thank you so much for listening to the Owl App Podcast. Get yourself over onto the Owl App to connect with experts and learn what you are seeking to grow in your life and or your venture. This is a special short episode that we hope to put together periodically, specifically for podcasters. There is a definite podcaster presence on the Owl App. And each of those experts have some pretty incredible insight that we would like to share with not only up-and-coming podcasters, but even the established podcasters as well. Let's change gears. Let's all go in a circle and share two tips each on how to get guests. Because often, you know, none of this matters about podcasting if you can't get guests. And you're an expert getting guests. You're an expert getting guests. So am I. (laughs) So I think it's important for our audience because most podcasts fail because it's a job to get guests. And yeah, they could hire other people. There's technology out there. But eventually, pod fading occurs, mm-hmm. right? But you, you two have some tips here. So I want to start with Jen. No, I want to hear yours first. <laughs> I hear, Mine is yeah. the simplest thing out there. It's simple. You go on LinkedIn. Most CEOs, you know, they're on LinkedIn. We're C level executives, business owners, and it, it's them. They're not. They're not outsourcing it to anybody else. Connect with them, like their posts, comment on their posts. Wait a week or so. Send them a genuine message. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, I really enjoyed your post. You know, I think you'd be an excellent fit for for one of our shows, the, the Owl Podcast or the Shrimp Tank. Yeah. And lots of time, you know, 50% of the time, you'll get some type of response. Yeah. And then just be genuine. You know, mm-hmm. shoot, shoot them an email. Like, that's, your email a, that's a great tip because have a good of process. The, the way you said it. You yeah. said it's really them. It's like the Owl app. Yeah. You're really connecting with the person on the Owl app. You're not getting some buffer in between. You're not getting some virtual yep. assistant or some administrative assistant that if you send an email, say, oh, well, it's actually going to so-and-so. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting, well, there's the person on the Owl app. I'm going to connect with him or her. Right. Or there's the person on LinkedIn. Sure. I'm going to send them a connection request with a note attached. That's, that's a wonderful and, tip. And be persistent, right? If you, if you go once, like you didn't just go once at, at Mark Wahlberg. You went twice. For, I'm sure there's like 15 different scenarios you went after him. It wasn't, it wasn't you know, just luck of the draw that one time when they selected you. So it's not luck of the draw. When we had big guests, we were just talking about Celsius beverage, you know, a moment ago, right? Before, when you were walking into the studio and I offered you a beverage, right? Um, they're local in Boca Raton, right? And just, you know, happened to, to meet the, the person who does all his PR and then boom, we had him on the show, right? Yeah. But sometimes there was little drips in between messages to him and, and you know, eventually, you know, finally it's it, this timing. Like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll jump on. Now, now's a good fit. Yeah. But it's also the process of like the email being professional, right? And then the invite to come on the show. It all has to, you know, come together all in one. Yeah. And I would say the communications should, while they should be definitely professional, they also should match the tone of your show and your personality and everything else so that they know what they're, what they're coming into. I'll share my two tips. They're, they're somewhat similar, but they play out very differently. So the umbrella tip is to go to the spaces that are serving the same audience that your show is serving. And that means that's going to, now I'm going to bifurcate that into two different ideas. So online, you want to make sure that you're engaging, whether it's clubhouse, whether it's Facebook groups, whatever it is, like go online and engage in those spaces and in those conversations. And you can find some incredible potential guests because it's, it's not just about getting the big names. Sometimes it's, it's, Actually, usually it's about just getting the best story. And so if you can get a guest who no one necessarily even knows who they are, but 
through meeting them on, you know, the Facebook group, whatnot, and re- hearing their story, you're like, oh, this would be an incredible person to have on as a guest. And th- you may be the only place where that interview is ever available. So that's one one spot. And the second way to do it is don't don't neglect your local spaces either the places where you can actually show up physically and so whether it's going on to meetup.com and finding um you know meetup groups that kind of are serve the same interests that you have or conferences or anything like that that you can go and walk into those spaces and and mingle and get to know people you get to know the presenters they can make great guests um some of the attendees all those kinds of things so become part of the spaces that are serving the interests that your your show is serving whether that's online or in person awesome bruce you're up number one is leverage your network Mm -hmm. because there's people that you know out there that you've never really tapped for something like podcast guests you're so busy focusing on what can they do for me business-wise well who do they know that you don't know or maybe you find out wait a minute what? Like, that person that you just talked about, she knows Kenny Loggins? So <laughs> yeah, can she get yeah. me? Can you ask her? Would you mind asking her for me? And it always boils down to the worst they can say is no. Mm-hmm. But if you don't ask, you don't know what the answer is going to be. The other tip is, and this one, believe it or not, Jimmy, I've learned mostly through Catholic Sports Radio, mm. is ask your guests for other guests. Oh, 100%. And so that's the only ask that I do when I press stop on the recording and we're finished. I go, Jason, great. That that was awesome. Thank you. And of course, this is audio only. So I'm just listening and Jason's going, yeah, thanks, Bruce. That was a lot of fun. I go, yeah, that was awesome. Listen, this is going to be out a week from Monday. And before we hang up, I just want to ask you, now that you've been through the experience, Jason, if there's anybody that you know that would be a good guest for me, I'm always open to referrals. So consider the the, the invitation there, Jason. Anybody you want to send my way, I'll trust your referral. As long as they're a practicing Catholic who's a current or former, and I remind him, even though he or she has just been through it, mm-hmm. because that person's mm-hmm. all jazzed up. And in that moment, they're so excited that they want to help you. And they're going to go, yeah, I, I, I mean, I've literally had people right then and there go, you got a pen? I'm like, <laughs> I do, but I can't get my hand. I'm nervous. Like I had a, a former NFL coach who did that to me. He's like, you got a pen? I'm like, don't. <laughs> yeah. Can I? But it was good. Let me just re-record. Let me press record again because I'm so scared. I'm so nervous. <laughs> but yeah, then they start spouting off all these names or they text it to you or they email it to you or whatever. And so that is so ripe for more guests that you go, oh, okay. Because what happens is, and Jemmy, we've seen it, right? The people who start a podcast yep. and they don't do that, that who am I going to get as my first 20 guest thing? Mm-hmm. And they get five episodes out and they go, I, I don't know who's going to be guest on and number, then number six. six or, or, and then number six cancels, and, then, and oh, now they're fucked. Yeah. And guess yeah. what? Yeah. If you don't know who the guest is going to be on episode six, you don't know who's going to be the guest on episode nope. seven. And nope. if you don't know who's going to be on seven, you don't know who's going to be don't. on eight. In general, whatever your area of expertise is, if you can go to a conference that can that is in that industry and can help you, then you're going to reap so many benefits. So. I know you've been going to PodFest at least as long as I have because you were the first one that I went to back in 2017. So what has going to, whether PodFest or any other conference, what has going to conferences done for you? And have you always been a speaker? Like what was your, what, what, how have you strategized your attendance at conferences? When I go to a conference or any kind of business trip, I'm trying to maximize that trip as best as I can. So whether it's, well, you're going to the NAM show, 
but you're going to not only interview lots of guests there, but you're going to do some business with people that have nothing to do with the podcast. And then you're going to go see clients while you're there. So to me, it's really how much can I get out of that trip from, you know, looking at what the event is and then kind of spreading it out. And, and the speaking part is, is always, that's always one of the, the, the big things that I'm trying to hit. I, I don't know how many years I've been speaking at PodFest. I've been blessed to to be on the stage at PodFest. I don't know how many years in a row now, but I think- You're going to have but, another packed room with this topic. 20 ways to promote your show, yeah, 20, right? 20 plus ways to promote. Yeah. And the reason that I do that is because so many people do get into podcasting and they release their show and then they just kind of put their feet up and go, there we go. It's out there. And you go- yeah, <laughs> with like how many million others? <laughs> they get a guess and they expect that the guest will promote on their socials and then boom, it's yeah. going to blow up. And Let me tell that you, does, that doesn't work. Mark Wahlberg gets interviewed so often. Mario Lopez gets interviewed so often. They're, they're not, not promoting they're not that. that they're on Bruce Wozniak's Catholic Sports Radio podcast. And so the 20 plus ways to promote your podcast talk is really to let people see that, yeah, of course, social media is one of them, but that's just one. And it's like, I get to like number nine on the list before I even get to social media. Um, but you know, the, the, the trips I'm, I'm always looking to speak, but I really look at that as killing as many birds with one stone as I can. Mm -hmm. And, and then, you know, kind of coming back feeling like it was worth the time for me to have been gone for X amount of days. It was worth yep, the money sure. for me to have flown. You know, I, I do, I do PodFest at the end of January. And then I think it's two weeks or three weeks later, I'm speaking at the San Francisco writers conference, uh, in March. Um, these are, these are all piling up and I'm, and I'm forgetting where I am. Uh, March, I'm going to be, March, I'm going to be at, at podcast movement evolutions, not as a speaker, although I did apply to speak, but it's also, you know, clearly the education, absolutely mm-hmm. the education, the networking. In April, I'm going to be speaking at the Las Vegas Writers Conference. And again, I start looking that far out and I say, okay, Las Vegas, there's going to be entertainers out there that I could be interviewing. So I really start doing the homework early and say, who is out there and who do I need to contact, right? Because then it does go back to, is it an artist? Do I look on their website? Is it LinkedIn? Is it something like the Owl app? Is it Instagram DMs? Or is it someone in my network that I look on Instagram and I go, wait a minute, this person follows that person. And then I message them and say, do you know so-and-so? Because I'm coming to Vegas in April and I'd love to interview that person if you have a direct connection. And all of a sudden it's like, huh, that actually was easier than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And it really surprises me when I see people who are into something for six months or eight months and they're already launching a course in it. You don't, like, you, don't, you don't even have a year under your belt yet and you're launching a course. <laughs> I'm going to teach you how to podcast. How about fake mastering it yourself first? Right. You know, I've been doing it for going on nine years now and I don't have a course out about podcasting. You know, people can do a one-on-one consultation with me if they want. And yeah. I do have I do have a, a course out there, an interview tips course, yeah. which that's really not even about podcasting. But it amazes me when people are six, seven, eight months into podcasting and they go, I'm going to launch a class on, on podcasting. And I say, no, no, just get good at what you're doing. It's like we always say, right? And Glenn preaches all the time too. Just focus on delivering good content first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, thank you so much for listening. We hope you found some value in this episode. I encourage you to jump on over to the OWL app on both Android and iOS, where you can talk one-on-one with experts not only in the podcasting field, but many, many other areas as well. Check out the links in the show notes, and we will see you on the next one. Peace.
peace.